Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema Buns, where the only thing sweeter than you, the listeners, are the movies that we cover. I am Jonah Colazzo. My name is Hoover Ramirez. And we got a good one for you today. I believe I got, I, I think it's a good one. Hoover, do you think it's a good one? We'll see. We, we'll see. All right, shit, man. <laughs> mysteries. Um, yeah. We are talking about the latest uh in uh, the latest film from Baz Luhrmann from over fucking 12 years now shit last one he think he did was Gatsby um i think it was like 12 years maybe a little bit less I'll double um, check. we are talking about the Austin Butler Tom Hanks starring Elvis Walt Elmo no um, you, you got to you got you got to say Elvis you know with know. the with those with the soft you know southern voice right there mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about a little Elvis uh, and then, um, this is like the the most Elvis impersonation we're gonna get in this uh, episode, so um, that's pretty good. You mm-hmm. sound you sound a little bit more like Bill Clinton. <laughs> hey man, uh, whatever floats the boat. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Uh, I did go to Starbucks right now, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, here and here's your le- le- lemon loaf, and here's your drink. Have a nice day." I'm like, "Oh, thank you, sweetheart." Um, we are going to be giving our full review both uh uh, spoiler free and spoiler talk as we typically do for all you with the suspicious minds um uh, you like like that i've been thinking about it but that's as best i can come up with jesus Uh, but before we jump into that man before we get a a little uh a a little crazy with that uh, we like to talk about a segment called "What's Viewed by Me and You." Yeah. Um. So Jonah, I got this burning love for this new show on Hulu. <laughs> Just- <laughs> Before we get a little, uh, a little bit more concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Got all this, um, uh, burning love. Yeah. Um, aggravation. Uh. I got. I want to talk about the bear featuring Lip from Shameless. Let's you know. Uh, let's talk about the bear. Yeah, because uh, have you have you I finished, finished it? it? I finished. Okay, the whole thing. I finished it like in a day. Like I I watched it for like after we recorded, watched it then and there. That show, man. It it's for everybody that doesn't know what what the fuck we're talking about. Um, yeah. Hulu just sneaky, sneaky Hulu them, um, released this show called The Bear on their pla- on their streaming platform straight to the. F- the platform it's not no fx plus or bullshit like that i i think it is part of fx is it i think it's i think it's an fx show on hulu it's but it's not like you can't like watch this on like it's not next day streaming what you mean like you know how like like they have like sunny uh like it's always sunny in philadelphia you can watch Uh it on what is it fx now or something like that and then like you have to stream it the next day kind of situation i guess um I think this is just straight to to the to the dome, right? Like this is straight yeah. onto the platform. Yeah. Oh, you mean like after each episode, it drops on Hulu? Yeah. Like you don't have okay, to wait yeah, like yeah. a day, like every week. I mean, they, they yeah, dropped yeah. all eight yeah, episodes. all eight episodes. Yeah, because I looked up on Wikipedia, like, oh, are they going to drop it every week or something? Because I was only I I didn't even bother to look at the episodes list because I don't want because you know sometimes on the thumbnails they'll spoil or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just I looked up on Wikipedia very quickly and I'm like, oh, they all dropped today. Oh, okay. I dropped. I guess I watched it the first day it came out. <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, I woke up and I saw a trailer for it and I was like, oh shit, that dropped today. And I immediately watched like the first like three episodes. Right yeah. There. And 
And I do remember a trailer or something. I sent it to you, I believe. I, I was like, oh, yeah, it, looks like, like it looks like Chef and Shameless put together. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then I, I and then I saw it. I want to watch something new. I wanted to take a break from my Master Chef binge. Um, take and so I watched The Bear. I watched The Bear. And man, what a show. I was, it was cool. Um, especially since like, I watched like Hell's Kitchen and Master Chef. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it, baby. This is. It's real. It, it, <laughs> it felt it, like it. It feels real. It, it feels very claustrophobic when, when they get into the uh, the show uh, into like the 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 cooking of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, no man, I I hear you, man. I I completely fucking love this show, man. It was it was really great. Um, everyone's doing one hundreds, man, in this in this show. And you know who fucking kills it? Um, ah, what's her name? Fuck, Sid. The girl that plays Sid. I forget her name. I started hating her towards the end of the show, but that's because of her character, not like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought she was like, oh no, yeah, she's she's right in a lot of things, and then towards the end, I'm like, well, oh, all right. Uh, Ao, I believe this is how you say her name. Ao Edabiri, I'll take your word for it because I can't. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize if I messed up your name. Um, but right now, man, she's like one of my favorite characters. She's she's like that character that's just like, oh, you you, you got something there. You you got him in that fucker. But yes, no. As she goes on, she gets a little bit more egotistical, and she just gets a little bit more nasty. And it's like, especially check, check yourself. I think you know the scene uh, when she's talking shit to Rich. Yes, I love Richie. He's a pain you're, in the ass. You're a fucking loser. Blah blah blah. Like, oh damn, Jesus. I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but like, yes. yeah, I, I, I know, I know, but like, you know, talk, like, I, that's the bare minimum I want to give out so people will understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not the bare minimum. Just vaguely talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. And that was no pun intended. I'm usually <laughs> cheesy, but not that cheesy. Um, and then, um, no, I thought Richard, uh, was like a cool, I thought, <laughs> I thought it's not Mark Wahlberg. I thought he was Donnie Wahlberg for a small bit. No, because he looks like him a little bit. Like if it, like Donnie Wahlberg. Like Donnie Wahlberg's a little yeah. chubby in the face now. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, if you look quickly, look at him, and because of how he ta- talks, like you know, he has an accent. I know he's I'm pretty sure from Boston, but um, yeah, but like he got that Boston accent. But if you quickly look at him, I'm like, oh, but you kind of have to like reassure because like you you feel like you know how a person looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you look at him like, oh, no, no, I don't. Because I thought I knew how Elvis looks like, and then I just Googled him right now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Um, but going back to the bear, yeah, I, I love each and every character. Each and character grows, even the minor ones. Um, even the minor ones. That's what I loved about that. Yeah. Um, Carmi, Carmen, uh, Jeremy Allen White. Yes. Freaking kill, kills it again. I mean, it feels... <sighs> I hate it because it just feels like an extension of his character from Shameless, but it's just like in a new environment. So, I I, I see um, exactly what you mean, and I, I would yeah. be interested to maybe like dive in deeper and, and find out that maybe some of the the producers from that show maybe made this one or something. Um, and it kind of kind of sucks because it's like the same character. Like, okay, he's like a like he's a kind genius, of a street, like a streetwise, yeah, genius. Uh, smoke cigarettes. He lives in Chicago, uh-huh. South Side. Yeah. Uh, so it just you can't help but think like, oh, that's Lip, not Carmen or yeah. Carmi. Yeah. But uh, cousin, this show. 
Awesome. Cousin. Every single time he calls him that, it's just like, oh, you, you're paying in my ass, but at the same time, I love it. Um, no, man, he, he, he does a really great job in this show. And, and like you said, yeah, I, I do feel a little bit of a lip, like, you know, pull from, from that other show. But at the same time, like, when he, when he gets into those emotional moments in that show, he fucking, he kills it. There's that, there's that nice opening for, I think, episode eight. Is it episode eight? Is it the last one? When he's uh when he when he's the first time speaker. Oh, I thought that episode starts with the um talk show. Moment. That's the review, I believe. I forget. Either that's, way, that's the one where they get the the the, the review and and everything just kind of goes to shit. It's it's all shot in one one take, I think. Because I think the last two episodes are just kind of this one giant episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like ep- the the night after or something. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like one continuous episode. I yeah. felt like I, I like man, this episode's long, and then I just checked. It was like episode eight. I'm like, oh, I'm already on the next one. But mm-hmm. either way, yeah, it's it. Um, it's seamlessly uh, great. Um, but uh, talk about the thing you want to talk about. No, 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 I was just saying the the just whenever he hits it emotionally, like he he's a, he's a character that's very emotionally closed off. Um, and when we see him kind of like watching those walls break down and he finally gets to that, that moment when he opens up and he, he's talking to the, the group that he's in, um, about his brother and, and just that fuck man, that one, that one, he, you could see him internally dealing with all this and he's trying to not just go to a simple, like, I'm just going to start crying and get angry. Like he's holding it back and finding new ways to express what he's feeling. And it's again, so good. And again, you can't help it because then in Shameless, he was like AA, which is not, I mean, it's a, it's a, a support group, right? So it's like you can't help to, uh, but like, again, he does a great job anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate, I hate when people like, like, you know, when you, uh, Tom Holland's in a, movie, a new movie, like, ah, oh, I see a Spider-Man. Like, well, right. shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, I mean, that's most of his work he's done so far, but like, come on, he's an actor, like. Stop seeing him Spider-Man. Just look at his character. Right. Um, but you just can't help because it's very similar, the two characters he's played. But he's played them both well. It's a great show. I recommend it. Um, I I can't talk no, enough about it. I want to talk so much. I, I wish we could do a mini-review or something. That would have been uh, dope. That would have been dope. Yeah. Um, but for right now, we'll just do a shout-out to the bear. And, and the, I love that... <laughs> It, it it ends with a, such a feel good moment at mm-hmm. the end because mm-hmm. um, you feel the intensity growing and growing each episode, and then it just that ending is just like damn. I want to see season two now. Like I, I hope it I mean, gets. I hope it gets a season two. I hope it's not like, a, like yeah. Oh, this is a mini series because I feel like that's what a lot of these new shows are. They're just like oh, it's a mini series. I I think because of the popularity too. But um, yeah. But I, so far has I think it has great reviews that I've seen. Mm. Um, I haven't seen anyone talk shit about it. Um, I haven't heard anyone talk about it at all. Yeah, so um, I will we'll do our dues and just pay uh, tribute to the bear. Um, <laughs> not to get it confused with the 1997 movie The Bear. That's literally about a bear. I had like it. A, I think there's also a French film in like the 70s called <laughs> Le Bear or something like that. I forget. You look up the bear and like three things come up along with it, um, but it's definitely a good show, man. Uh, everybody should go take a chance on it and, and check it out. I, I think you guys would enjoy the 
the the struggles these characters are going through while on top of that just watching someone the the procedural of of watching someone in a kitchen is just always so fascinating to me and i think it's one of the better parts whenever like the show kind of has nowhere it has no story right really quick to tell just watching everybody in the kitchen is just so like oh this is so beautiful to watch <laughs> um definitely go check it out man we we shout out our our regards yeah um another show well I don't know if I want to shout out this one, but I think we both watched it, so I'll just say it. Uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth, yeah, dude. You're taking like everything that I've watched, man. <laughs> um, uh, yes, no, I, I, I watched Cha Cha Real Smooth, man. What did you think about it? I had they had me in the first five minutes, and, and overall, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's like a great movie, but I, I will still recommend it. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus, and. I don't know, Jonah, you want to talk about <laughs> just I you know what? I mean I think you and I have two different um ideas on this one because I watched this movie and absolutely loved it from from beginning to end. Um I, I think I loved it for more personal reasons. Um simply with the fact that like I, I just the way these I don't know Dakota Johnson is one of those characters that or one of those actors that I feel has been always tainted with the Fifty Shades movies. Like you always go Dakota Johnson. Why do I know that name? Oh, Fifty Shades. Oh, that's right. And then you kind of always like she's right now. I feel like experiencing that Kristen Stewart like you know experience where it's like Kristen Stewart, the girl that Twilight movies like you know. Like, I feel like she kind of has a lingering effect from those movies. Um, and when I see her in this one, I, I, I think she just she just blossoms so beautifully in this movie. She, she's gorgeous in the movie, and her character is written to the point where I think, like, we want her to go in a certain direction as an audience watching it. And I feel like she takes those, like, she takes that one step closer to what we want, and then, like, two steps back. And it's just because that's what her character needs. She needs to hold herself back. She needs to she needs to check herself. Otherwise, she can completely ruin everything in her life. And she knows that. And I think that's what I love about her character. She, that she knows the consequences to a lot of her actions. And she's very safe about it. To the point where it's almost like a, a very um, tragic character. You know, to the things that she says no to. Um, and what's his name in, in the movie? Um, um, Cooper, I forget how you say his last name. Cooper something. Um, good luck. Cause I can't Raif. I don't know. Yeah. Cooper Rafe. I think it's, it's, or, it's, it's Rafe. I think it's okay. like Rafe finds. Um, I think it's Cooper Rafe. Um, writer, director and star. Um, I, I, I was very impressed with him. I know I, I saw that he had this movie shit house. Um, that he did in uh, 2020. Uh, I've never seen it. I, I did a little bit more of a deep dive, and everybody that liked that movie, I think, thinks that Cha Cha Real Smooth is a better movie. Um, but I am interested in seeing what that other one was about. He kills it. I, I think he very much kills it. He's he's just this newcomer that I think is just he knows what he wants in a movie. He knows what I think this this I think what what a male character is has been missing. I feel, and he's kind of tapped into this new what masculinity in a movie could look like. 
a form of masculinity could look like. And I think that's one of the reasons why I thought this character was just so, uh, it works so well for me. He's a people pleaser and he's just like, it, it could make him feel a little two dimensional, a little one dimensional at times. But I think overall he, he, he plays that, that like eager to please in a very earnest way that just kind of makes him so adorable. And so like, like he just comes at everybody like, Oh, did, did I find something that I'm good at? You know? And he's just, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve so well. And when he fucking comes like into like those like harder moments of his life, he's a character that's not afraid to cry. And I love that about him. I, 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 I don't know. I, I spilled all my guts on this movie, man. What did, what were your thoughts? Did any of that strike a bell? <laughs> um, no, I was just trying because I couldn't think of any notes for the movie. I'm like, I, I know I, I was in. I had mixed feelings about it, um, and I really want to like this movie too. It's not like oh, this is shit. Like, um, I think yeah, like how you said, like everyone had like a pretty good performance. Like yeah, um, Dakota Johnson does a great job. Cooper does a great job. Leslie Mann, I think, does a great job. Leslie um, Mann, man. she was and Brad Garrett again. Um, even his little brother uh, Evan Asante. Um, he, he does a great job and mm-hmm. I, I do like the stories they tell. And that's why I think, I think I like the stories, but I like, I don't know something about the performances. I'm, I, I don't know. I just, cause like overall I want to give it an A plus, but like in my mind, I'm like, eh, just get a, to me, it feels like a B like it's a, it's a good mm. story, but it's not like, damn, that blew me away. Um, and I just, quite, I can't quite pin point like what i didn't like about the film because i did like i did like the storylines because like what um it's what he just graduated college he doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. um he's just trying to he, i think he works like at a hot dog stand or like a hot like dog, a hot and dog stick on kind of stick thing. kind of move yeah and so he doesn't know what to do everything everyone's trying to tell him like well you got to do something you graduated mm-hmm. like come on and i feel like uh, I, I have a lot of friends that kind of have been going through that um Cause I get that too. And then I do like the little brother storyline. Cause he's like, I guess coming of age, like he's having these feelings for this girl. He wants to, uh, the only person he could go to is his brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did like the, that relationship. Um, I think it's just Coop, uh, Cooper's character. Andrew is just, I've always, I think maybe cause I always felt like he was, he did stuff for a motive. Okay. Like, he like yeah he's a people pleaser but he was mostly looking for out for himself that's what i felt maybe felt like i know that wasn't the case but like it just felt like oh i'm gonna do this nice thing so i could have like i'm gonna help this uh um the autistic girl so i could get to her mom not because he wants to i could i could see that and And, and i'm I'm gonna help my brother because just to get him out of my way like um go ahead but and like, like he'll just do things, so he'll benefit him. Mm. And then also, I didn't get the part where, like, okay, he's he's a party planner, but then he starts drinking. I didn't get that at all. Like that that is something that I feel that's a little bit like you know written in just to kind of eventually the checkoffs <laughs> a, a checkoff martini, if you will. Uh, that like later on will come bite them in the ass later. Like, uh, we, it, it does kind of just set up for easy drama. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Why? But why though? Like, because like we don't see him drink other than like we don't see him drinking at home. 
or like I mean the movie anywhere starts else. off with him drunk. Yeah, but like you don't see but you don't see him like drinking at home, like having drinking problems. So like why just at the parties where he he's a party planner for kids and so I I think I think it's probably probably like the writing I have problems with and not the acting or anything. I, I, I think that I think the story is where I have the problems with. Because everything else feels fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. I, I think if anything, I mean, uh, one of the, you know, where I see where you're coming from, I, I kind of saw the opposite effect, especially in those feel, in those moments that you're, you've exact, you specifically named. I, I, I can understand what you mean by like, he, he has these motives of like, oh, I'm going to help this little girl out because then it kind of gets me closer to his mom, um, getting the brother out of the way or, or just, just him doing things and and his goals are kind of a little skew and it kind of feels like maybe it could be the writing i i personally thought that it was a character that understood at least it was a writer that understood that being a character that is 22 23 he's still in that feeling of like i'm not old enough to be an adult but yet i'm not i'm not i'm not yet old enough to be an adult but i am not obviously a kid anymore and he has these responsibilities and the the awkward fear of kind of having to do both. You know, I, I think that's where I was kind of like, I can understand him wanting to party plan. But at the same time, he's also a 21-year-old or a 20-something-year-old who's drinking at a party. You know, it's not the smartest move. But at the same time, if anybody is going to do it and it's a little bit more understandable, it's someone who's barely in his 20s. You know, I, I, I could see that, especially a person that is barely in his 20s that has really nothing going for them. Um, I, I, I could see someone making those kind of mistakes. And, and I think that's what I kind of applaud the movie for taking those chances of like, these are simple characteristics that a 20-something would experience. Let's explore those. They're not the most interesting, but let's explore them and see who who kind of gets hooked with it, who who finds it appealing and and for me personally i think i found i was the i feel like i was very much the target demographic no but like i'm saying like yeah he's drinking at a party but why is he not drinking like at work or like at home or anywhere else because they're just a little bit more regulated there i guess i mean i I don't think he's i don't think he's stupid enough to 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 drink at work but again he's he's, he is drinking at work the party planner is his work but he doesn't see that as his work and that's his flaw as a as a, as basically a not yet adult he doesn't see the responsibilities that he has yeah you go to work you punch in it's like that is work in your mind but i see this i mean doing a podcast technically it's work but i mean i could probably start drinking here and i wouldn't be too completely off from it I mean, a drink. We have in two hours. Yeah, it's taking a sip. I'm doing it right now. Like, I don't think you're gonna get drunk off of venti. No, but I mean, if I wanted to, I could. But like, if you're throwing, if you're throwing back cocktails at a kids party, I don't know, man. (laughs) That's like my thing. Like, I don't know. Um, I, 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 there's like some like I think some like writing things where I'm like, I don't know, I don't know about this. Uh, But I again, I do like the relationships he has with each character. But again, I'm like, it just felt weird to me um and again i can't pinpoint exactly i i said some things but i that's not that's like off of my mind like if i rewatched them like oh yeah i think i i would know but because i go ahead go for it i was was just gonna say could it be the fact that that they they easily kind of come into 
they set up and I, I like almost like a trope. You know, he's a he's the outside, you know, black sheep to a family who's a mom who's been remarried, has a kid, kind of has like their own shit together, and he's the outside son. But yet he has a great relationship with his brother. He has a great relationship with his mom. The father is a little off, but I mean, eventually he comes around. Like you could see that there's still respect there for him, and it's not just the typical like there should be drama there, but there's not. You know, like like there should be more drama in some of the things he does, but there's not. I don't know if maybe that's kind of what you're, you're kind of like. It should be this, but it's not that kind of feeling. No, um, I don't think it's that. I never felt that. I felt like, yeah, well, um, he doesn't quite exactly agree that his mom remarried, especially with uh, what Brad Pitt. I mean, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. <laughs> uh, but like you could see he's like, well. All right, well, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of get, like, there's, you could still feel like there's the little tension that's there. I don't think it's because of the trope, like, oh, it should be this. I think it's just kind of like the writing. I think what it is also is, like, it took so long for the relationship between Domino and Andrew. Like, okay, I think I think that's why. I never, I never felt like, well, okay, what is this? Because it just never, are they interested? Are they friends? Are they interested or not? I think, it, I think the will they, won't they took too long where I'm like, I don't care anymore. Mm, okay and um and in the end i do get what happens i'm like yeah okay exactly because um i i do get where dakota johnson's coming from domino like like yeah and you're like oh, i love you no you don't like mm-hmm. i totally i totally i that is like realistic and i love that mm-hmm. um that's what should happen most of the time but uh but yeah i don't i think yeah i want to say probably the relationship between them is just took too long to go anywhere. Go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then you never like, Oh, I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, yeah, I never felt that moment. And you know me, I like romantic comedies. I know this is not quite the romantic comedy, but like, you, you know, I love that cheesy shit. So good point. Good um, point. I, I don't know yeah. if this movie is supposed to be a romantic comedy. I don't know. It's, it's a comedy to, drama. Yeah. But like, I mean like still though, like, like in that vein of like 500 days of summer where they make it very clear that this is not a, like a meet cute, romance movie this is a this is looking at the problems of a romance movie and like you know critiquing it and i wonder if this is kind of maybe somewhere in the same vein like you know you're not you you go into expecting a romance movie and instead you kind of come out feeling a little bit like i don't feel like i kind of got anything from that i don't feel romantic at all i feel a little shitty about it myself and about some of these characters so i don't know i could see that i could i I would love to see someone that goes into it blind (laughs) Yeah, um, but I don't know. It just something about this movie didn't quite fit right for me. So in the end, I did enjoy it. Mm. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I did. That was my whole point. Mm. Um, but I'm glad we kind of did a review on that. I think <laughs> we fucking did. It was good for us. All right, let's get it out of the way. Um, and in Miss Marvel, um, I'm still enjoying the show. I I think I feel I don't know why I feel like it's following the same tropes as the other shows, but. I don't know why it feels different. Like I, cause I've, a lot of people are saying it's moving too slow. I'm like, I feel like it's right exactly where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could kind of understand how it could feel a little slow. I think we're about midway, three, three episodes out before it's done midway. Yeah. Midway. And, and you know what? I think I, the reason why I'm a, I'm a little bit more, um, 
forgiving of the show for how slow it's moving is because I know that there is this is the a, a prequel to the Marvels. You know, just as 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 Monica Rambeau's character was almost like a prequel in WandaVision, it's all eventually gonna come together in this big bombastic movie that I hope is really good and it's going to salvage a lot of the questions that we still have maybe at the end of the series. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with how slow it's moving. I'm okay by getting to the end and not having fifty percent of these answers. But I, I don't. I, again, I don't know, man. I, I'm like I see all the complaints. I'm like, I don't see that at all. I feel like it's moving pretty good. It's not moving too fast. It's not moving too slow. Mm-hmm. I am enjoying all these characters. No one's annoying me. The action I think is the, a little slow. I will give it that. The action feels a little. You know. I don't even feel that. I feel like there's some intense scenes. I probably it's not the best fight scenes, but like I think they're solid for what it is. Mm. Um, I will say the villain revealed itself too quickly. That's the only problem I would say. Yeah, I kind of get that. I, I, I get that, but at the same time, I already kind of started feeling there was like a villainy aspect to that character. And so yeah. I was already like a little like, mm, I don't trust you. And then yeah, when yeah. I was like five seconds later, they're like, you shouldn't have trusted us. I was like, I was already out of there, motherfucker. Like, you could have pulled the wool over my eye. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so... All right, that's that. And then, yeah, again, like how you said, like, hey, I don't mean it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> but, um, some people did have the problem, like, oh, I think it should have drawn out a little bit more. But, I mean, why um, should it? Like, I mean, why why does it need to? Yeah, because then, then there's those people that are, like, it's moving too slow. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, so, I don't know. I, for me, I think it's one of the funnest shows I've had. Uh, maybe we'll do a ranking because I feel like it's going to be high for me because – I'm having a lot of fun with it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I really don't know much bad about the show. I because I'm enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I think it's definitely one of those shows that are kind of like it sits in its own little category of of shows. Maybe because uh, like go for it. No, I was just gonna say like you know that it balanced everything out so well. Because I maybe what it is is like in my mind I'm giving it a pass because it's a kids more. For kids, not like Hawkeye, because they're adults. So the decisions they make are. But I mean, I, even like, but even then, like I mean, I, I personally the the reason why I still also like feel like I give it a pass, and the reason why I'm enjoying it a little bit more is because it's new. You yeah. know, it, it, you know, we knew who Wanda is, we knew who Hawkeye is, we know ex- somewhat of what we're gonna get in these shows. This is the first show that I feel is brand new and like. It's shiny. It's still it's still exciting to look at. But like my thing is, I don't because okay, Moon Knight is like a character I don't really know. But I'm I don't really I had my problems with that show. I still enjoyed it, but I'm having way more fun with Miss Marvel. Yeah, maybe because it's more a little lighthearted. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I, so I don't know what it is, dude. But I'm enjoying it. I'm here for the ride. Let's go for the next three weeks. What yeah. we get? Yeah. Um, that's my midway review. I'm having fun, but we'll see. <laughs> uh was there anything else that you wanted to 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 talk about and what's viewed no and i felt well because we both talked about it so i don't feel as bad that we talk so much about the shows i've watched <laughs> no, no it's fine i mean we kind of yeah i expected to to to, f- to have this moment uh mm-hmm. the only other thing that i watched uh was uh the offer it finally finished up its its mini series on paramount plus 
Um, I think it's definitely one of those shows that you should go and just kind of binge through. It's it's a fun show. I, I think Miles Teller kills it. And if well, you're a fan of The Godfather, it's it's probably right up your alley. What happened? Well, and I was going to say, I would have to binge watch the trilogy first, I feel. You really don't. Right. I yeah, mean, you, but then, you should, I mean, if you want to and you want to get more into the... Yeah, because then I feel like, oh, I don't because I don't, okay, don't say anything, but I'm just going to say this. I feel like there's going to be moments like, and this is a shot where we filmed this part or something like that. Don't say it. Um, I just want it for my, I am just want to sp- my, say my feelings. Uh, and then I just feel, or I feel like I would appreciate moments more if I watched The Godfather, or at least the first one, because I feel that's what the. I think if anything, watch the first one. Yeah. That is all um, you need to do. You don't need to spend no because seven hours of your life getting through the Godfather trilogy. Because, like, I'm saying, like, I felt like the disaster artist. I feel, I don't know why people love the disaster artist more than The Room. doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, it's, it's a good film. Like, yeah, that's the point of The Room, though. It's a bad film. But either way, I just want to point that out. <laughs> um, and I felt like you would appreciate the moments in Disaster Artist more if you watched The Room. Right. And I did. <laughs> and so I felt like the same way about the offer. I'm like, I want to watch the offer because you keep telling me about it. And I know it's good. And I, I'm a big fan of Miles Teller, especially after Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I know it's a different performance, but yeah. Um, so I will. That's why I'm like, I've been holding it off because I've been wanting to watch Godfather. And, those, and that's my and that's my piece. But how, it was a good. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it me med? I, I think if anything, I, I it, it's so good. I, I very much enjoy this show. Um, the ending, I mean, there's only so much this ending can go with when, you know, it's it's set in history, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So you already kind of know where everything is, especially when they're like, are we going to win Oscars? Or, you know, what's the Academy going to say? And it's just like, wait a minute, look up on, on IMDb. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they did win this kind of thing or that thing or whatever. So it's like some of the, the, the excitement can get taken out of it, but it's still like, I, once it gets to those moments, you're kind of like, we've gone so far and we've taken this journey for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if I know exactly what's going to happen at the end. I deserve yeah. this. We deserve this as a, as a group of characters, as me, the audience watching them. We deserve this, you know, and we get to the end and it's so much more enjoyable. Um, it's a it's a great show. I, I, I think everybody goes full hundreds on, on, on it. And and everybody brings their A game, especially Miles Teller and especially Dan Fogel, um, who who does. Uh, I'm a big fan of him too. He does a real great job. He has his moments when he kind of takes you down the rabbit hole of a of a of a, of a director of, of Francis Ford Coppola's mind, and I think he he's he's tapped into it, and he kind of, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, that's awesome. I will watch it now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Um, uh, especially, uh, go for it. Do you have another thing? No, that is it. That is all I have for what's viewed. Oh, because I was going to say the other thing I did watch or we watched was uh, Obi Wan finale. Um, but we're not going to talk about it. I just want to sh- give a shout out to ourselves, uh, Shameless Plague, that we did a season review about that show. Uh, so go check that out. Yeah, and they'll they'll be that. Oh, also, um, there's murders in the building. Uh, premiering June twenty eighth, so check that out. Because right. I'm I've seen season one. I'm can't wait for season two. <laughs> I'll I'll try to check out the first season because I haven't seen it at all. Um, 
Let's jump into some news. A lot of just random news. A lot of shout out news, kind of. Oh damn. Okay. Um. Nothing. Nothing carrying over from last week's or anything like that. No. No Ezra Miller news. No Ezra Miller destroying his career. <laughs> Ezra Miller destroying their career. I thought there was. I'm not. Sh- there might have been, but it, it's a little tacked on from from just whatever we covered last time. Okay. Um, and I you, think if anything, I, I think we want to kind of take a break on him, huh? Okay, never mind. Then no, I was gonna say what I thought I read. Uh, that they were going to stop working with him. Oh no, not what he did. <laughs> There's, there, did you hear something I I didn't hear? Well, I don't know because I don't. It's been so many uh, Ezra Miller's strongest careers that I I forget which ones you said and which ones you haven't. Just a quick um, synopsis, one sentence. What did he uh, do? Well, uh, the headline was uh, Ezra Miller has been raising a family at a marijuana farm i did not hear about this <laughs> i don't know it was something like that he he's been homing a family at his mj farm or something like that really yeah i don't know <laughs> i did not hear anything about this everybody who wants who anybody who's who was clamoring for uh, uh ezra miller destroying their career uh segment and, and i'm sorry we don't have one this week uh hoover saying that there possibly is one out there that i didn't catch yeah, um, I, I think it was like midweek too. Because oh, I, I remember I was talking to some people and then they're like, oh, can you believe Ezra Miller, this, this? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I just want to say that because I thought we were going to do that. No, I, I don't got any Ezra Miller news for this All week. Right, cool. Uh, I do have Spy Kids information though. Yes! Gina Rodriguez Woo! and Zachary Levi are going to be doing a reboot for the Netflix. Netflix, Sundance, and Spyglass. I want more Antonio Banderas, but I, don't I know. guess we'll take Shazam. I think so. I think he's going to be the father. If not, is this going to be Carmen and Judy all grown up? Possibly. I don't know. More information is, is to come. Is Megan Tra- Trainer's husband going to be there? Is Megan Trainer? <laughs> Sometimes I forget that they're together. I just saw. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Um, I I just saw Megan Trainer at Tiger Belly Live. I forgot that I went to go watch that. That was fun. Oh shit, but, that's right. Um, yeah, Josh Peck. I I was five feet away from Josh Peck. <laughs> really? And I yeah, and I'm like, oh, that guy looks like Josh Peck. And I'm like, should I just say? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to. Because last time I went Mr. up to Mr. celebrity, they're like, fuck Mr. off, Mr. Peck, Mr. Peck. Mr. Peck, and then touches Peck. No room. <laughs> wow, no. look at all the fat is gone. <laughs> no, but yeah, um, it was it was a very fun show. I just want to say very quickly, uh, Andrew Santino was there, Esther Pavitsky was there. Uh, very fun show. Um, I just want to say that because I just saw Megan Trainer and I said Megan Trainer. Oh, nice. go, go for it, Spy Kids, Spy Kids. Uh, that is all I got for Spy Kids, man. It's just a big shout out that uh, Deadline put up, um, and Zachary Levi retweeted or or posted on his Instagram. Uh, that he and Jen, uh, Gina Rodriguez is going to be starring in the new Spy Kids reboot for Netflix. That's who's Gina Rodriguez. That's uh, uh, Jane the Virgin. the Virgin, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, other Star Wars news. Uh, Star Wars boss considers Obi Wan Kenobi season two if fans really, really want it. Um, I'm down for a season two if necessary. The issue I take with this post is um, if the fans really, really want it, because honestly, the fans don't know what they want. I'm going to say that right now. The fans don't know what they want. I want it, but I don't know if I really, really want it. 
I think if anybody, the, the fans are going to be the downfall of Star Wars if we keep going on with this. If the fans really want it, if there's a petition out there, either make it if it makes sense or don't if it doesn't. That's all I got to say for that. Um, Netflix is adding a cheaper tier to customers who don't mind advertising. Um, I think uh, Netflix is now... Be, has now bent the knee to uh, to uh, needing a little help. Uh, they are dropping like crazy all these new original projects, and uh, I think they're seeing a little bit of a budget issue. I don't think it's a budget issue. I think it's just like, well, people are complaining that our prices too high, and we can't lower our prices. So the best thing we could do is. I mean, Hulu does it. Peacock does it. Almost every other streaming service does it. So why not us? We're the only ones that don't have ads. But see, like, I mean, that's something that I feel like Netflix was at least. That's what stood Netflix apart from everybody else. Their lowest tier got you no ads and, and all the selection that they had. Going to this route, I mean, there there still has to there has to be some kind of money issue that that is falling on them. That's they're having some kind of problem where where the income versus the outgoing is not matching. Probably because they do push out a bunch of uh, originals and movies and stuff like that. But I think it's mostly greed. <laughs> Just like, uh, I, that's the I only, don't think so. I, I think so. Um, there probably is a drop because of the prices uh, and subscribers. But like the only thing, if you want to go cheaper, the only thing is you go free with, and you have kind of like a peacock situation where you lock some things. Like you can watch every all the other movies we have, but you can't watch our original. You can't watch Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, uh, and because I I think that's the only thing. Because then why is Netflix uh, increasing their prices and not? Well, I, again, like your budget thing would make sense too, but uh, I don't know. To me, it's just probably greed. I just because I I know that I think some streaming services are kind of beating them out with with their their cheapest prices. I mean, I I know that that like. HBO Max is still what like I think the cheapest you can go for HBO Max isn't it like nine dollars? I'm not sure. I think nine dollars, and but everyone kind of starts off with that fifteen one, and I think nine dollars is the um, the one that comes with ads. Um, that is still a lot cheaper than I think what Netflix is offering, which I think their lowest tier is now up to like ten dollars. I want to say. I want to say so too because uh, I think Peacock and Paramount Plus are both like five six bucks. Yeah. Disney uh, Plus is fucking six bucks. Um, no, if you get, eight bucks. Hulu uses pretty much an add-on to services now mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because you could get a Disney Plus and Spotify and all that stuff. So um, I forget what Hulu is priced at, but I know it's cheap. I, I think Netflix is the most expensive probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe up there with Disney Plus, I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I do see that too. I think they, they also want to just, yeah, compete with like the cheaper options. Um, I did see a lot of people complain about this thing, though. Uh, they're like, you're, you're first, you're increasing the prices. Now the cheaper price is with ads. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it would be strange to see the how n- Blockbuster went the way of the dodo when Netflix came to town, and it would be interesting to see if Netflix. Moves the same way. Um, be interesting. It would be interesting, um, especially and then, when Netflix was the one that started it all. And then you'll see on Paramount Plus the rise and fall of Netflix. The rise and fall of Netflix. Very much. 
or the offer to Netflix <laughs> and Blockbuster. I don't know. Um, that would be fucking crazy. Um, some fun news. Michael J. Fox, uh, Martin McFly himself, will be honored with a... Um, he would be receiving a an award, an honorary award from the Oscars uh, oh. for his uh, his his dedication to uh, Parkinson's advocation, advocacy. Dope. Um, fantastic! I'm so I'm so proud for him, man. I don't think he's ever won an Oscar. I don't think. I don't think why. So. I th- I know he's made good movies, but I don't know Oscar worthy movies. I can't think of any Emmy award Emmy awards possibly because I, I know he was a big TV star before he went into movies. And then he kind of even stepped back into TV when that wasn't always a big, that was kind of a no-no move back in the day. Um, but yes, I am so happy for him. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that in the next Oscars. Hopefully they actually show it, unlike they did with uh, Samuel Jackson, who got an honorary award as well, and they let that just kind of slip through the cracks. Um, he has a Grammy. He has a Grammy? Good for him. Fuck. And a Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, that's always the most coveted award. <laughs> <laughs> and some Golden Globes. That's good. Uh, I don't see any Academy Awards. Uh, let me look for. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and he also has a primetime Emmy. Oh, yep, fantastic for Family Ties and Spin City and Rescue Me. Nice. Um, last and two. That's it. Oh, last two bits of news. John Williams says that Indiana Jones Five could be his last film he scores. Dude, he's been because I know he's pretty up in age. So he's that's like in his late seventies, I believe. I um, it scared me because like uh, when the star the new Star Wars movies were coming, he's uh, something like uh, who he lives through this because he's ninety. Um, he's ninety. Yeah. John Williams, right? Late seventies, early eighties. John Williams. Yeah. Yeah, ninety. Wow. Um. That's and then someone saying like I hope he makes it where he finishes at least the Star Wars movies because well the Star Wars movies are done yeah and so no I know but I'm saying like I didn't realize his age until when they said that because I looked it up I'm like, oh yeah I hope he makes it too because you got to finish it with John Williams like mm-hmm. and so uh, so yeah that's that's the if if he finish if he finishes off with John, uh, Indiana Jones yeah good for him I, I'm surprised he's still working though like. Oh yeah, no, this guy never stops. Like he's ninety and he's still composing and all that. I'm like, damn. And I mean, for those people that think like he's just the guy that stands in the front and starts waving the wand, he's the guy that's individually figuring out how this area mixes with that area and that area mixes with this area, and he's all there hand writing every piece of it. You know, he's that guy. And then on top of that, he's the guy that's building energy and, and conducting everything. Um, John Williams is a beast. And he is still kicking it, and good for him. I really do hope that he, see, he you know, if John, if this is his last movie, I hope it, it, it's a very well-received movie. If not, at least the score is going to be absolutely perfect. I wish uh, Spielberg was directing the fifth one, though. I'm okay that he's not. I'm okay that he's not, but I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, because that would be like, you know, they work so many times, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, it looks like he has two more works, the Fablemans and then the, yeah, the untitled fifth Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Um, last bit of news and we're going to be jumping into Elvis right now. Uh, Mario movie producer says criticism will evaporate when the people hear Chris Pratt's performance. It's a me, Mario. 
That's not the voice. I got I got to say it, man. I don't know why that I why you like that video. I threw that last I, one in there for you, man. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's not the voice. It's not the voice. Uh, all right, cool. Because I was worried. I, I still don't understand. I guess I'm going to have to wait until the movie comes out. I still don't understand. And supposedly, I haven't looked into it since, but supposedly the people that voice the characters are in the movie, but they still celebrity ties the cast. Mm. For some reason, I don't get it. I, I, I guess we're going to have to watch and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I guess if they're that uh, positive about their, yeah. yeah, confident to release this, like, I guess. It must um, be good. Yeah. Because we know producers are like, if it's bad, shut up. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> if it's bad, you got to sell it to everybody so that way you can get them in that first week and then now the money's it. gone. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it could go both ways. But then I think I heard yeah. that uh, uh, Chris Pratt is hyping it up too. He he's saying that it's pretty good. So I don't know. Do we trust Chris Pratt and the producers? Well, maybe we can until after the movie comes out. I guess because yeah. they got to they got to promote the shit. So yeah. Um, but that is it. That is all I got for news. Um, we went a little longer on news and 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 Did? what's viewed. Yeah, Damn. yeah, we're almost hitting fifty minutes. <laughs> oh well, I guess. We're going to pull a Baz Luhrmann. Two hour and a half episode. Here we go. Um, let's jump into to the meat and potatoes, what everybody has come here to, to hear. Uh, let's talk about Elvis a little bit. Let's, let's talk about Elvis. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> as usual, we're going to give you our spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll jump into spoilers, and we'll hit you with a warning right there before we jump into it. Yeah. So let's jump into it right now. Spoiler-free thoughts, Hoover. What were yours? Um, it's a very fun movie. <laughs> very fun. I'm mad at Baz Luhrmann, though. What is your issue with Baz Luhrmann? He fucked up Austin Butler's career in the sense that he ruined his chances at an Oscar <laughs> as much as he gave him a chance. Because I will say Austin Butler is the star of the show. He is Elvis. Uh, I really liked his performances. I know it's not accurate. I know a lot of people didn't like Austin Butler casting because he doesn't look like Elvis, but come on, that's a hard guy to cast. But mm-hmm. I think he did a fantastic job at Elvis. I felt the energy. Um, I just wish, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's spoiler or not. I will say the movie doesn't give Austin Butler a chance to shine in the acting sense. He does okay. get a lot of perf- he he does get a lot of performance in, but I wish because we jump from scene to scene. I think I know what you're talking about. I yeah, think and I, I, talking about. and we jump from scene to scene, and he we don't get enough of um, Austin Butler's acting chops. I I think it's I think it's safe to say that it's not a spoiler to say it this way. This movie takes um, liberties in not doing a very um, chronological order. Of, of storytelling. It's a non-linear storytelling. And uh, it's non-linear. It, it, it takes its opportunity to go from, you know, present day to past to further past to back to present day to back to past. It jumps itself around. It's 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 a very I, non-linear story. I, to me, it felt linear. The only thing I think why it felt non-linear is because we do got a Tom Hanks, like, doing his Tom Hanks thing. We'll talk about it later, but um, 
because to me, I felt linear. I felt like, okay, we're going from this to this to this. I, I didn't feel like at a clunky timeline. But it, it, I, I think it doesn't have, I mean, okay, yes, you can easily track where everybody is going and how this movie progresses the, forward. The thing, the thing where I, I don't get is like, what's the time jump from time to time? I do, I do feel we're progressing forward and not like forward, back, forward, back. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my thing. But either way, I think we got a lot of performances and that, that's where Austin Butler kills it. And then even in acting parts, the small chances he gets to shine, he does that too. Like, um, and his Elvis impression was pretty, it's spot pretty on. good. Yeah. It's, spot, it's pretty spot on. It didn't feel goofy. It didn't feel like he's doing a, and to be honest, sometimes I'm like, Oh shit. I'm, I'm not watching Austin. I'm not watching Elvis. Like you have to stop and remember. Yeah. Like I'm like, Oh shit. This is not an Elvis like documentary. <laughs> Just like, um, and then, yeah, again, he doesn't look like him, but he does a pretty damn good job at it. And I think, um, the only thing that gets in the way is Baz Luhrmann himself with his directing style. He does do mm-hmm. good things, but he also, he also does things where I question it. And, um, I think, um, I don't want to say too much of that because then I won't have anything for the spoiler. I mean, the spoiler review. Um, so I, um, Tom Hanks also does a great job. Um, <laughs> To be honest, ever since he said it when the trailer came out that he sounds like Winnie the no, not Winnie the Pooh, uh Tigger, that doesn't get out of my mind. Um and then at times it did feel like cartoonish where he's like he just felt like a nah, I'm gonna do everything evil. Like it just felt a little bit too much for me at times. But I what I heard, I haven't checked it for my out for myself, but I was pretty spot on impression as well. Um I, I don't know if that's true or not, but it is not. Okay, cool then. Um, I will say uh, he did play his job well because um, he's he's the antagonist in this movie, and I hated him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and um, it's pretty hard to hate Tom Hanks because he's always like a well beloved character in a, in the movie Force Gump, uh, Toy Story, uh, Big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you know, he's always like, "Hey man, what's up?" Like he's always beloved, and then to hate him, it's uh, America's dad. Yeah, like it just feels like that, and so, like um, he he did a good job in that aspect. Everyone else has uh, casted well too. I do like the artist kind of not themselves, but like the artist we see in the movie. Like, oh, it's that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I do see uh, I do like how it shows the influences Elvis where he got his influences from. And doesn't shy away that what he's done and everything and um, every, everything about that. So, um, I, I again, there's I think it felt too much. Okay, I, I know, it's gonna sound stupid because it that's it sound it felt like too much spectacle, which again it's perfect because it's Elvis. Okay. And then in the spectacle parts, it felt great, but then in the non-spectacle parts, it felt. I don't know. It felt weird to me. Um, I, I I know I'm sounding vague right now, but I'll just say that overall, I think it's a good movie. I think you guys should, should check it out. Um, and that's my piece, uh, Jonah. <laughs> I there are things that I I can I can agree with you completely, and there are things that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that I don't stems with how Baz Luhrmann directed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a wonderful job. Um, I, I, I think 
while yes, it does cause a feel of like there's a there's you know he uses a lot of montage, and a lot of this movie can feel a little like everything is a montage. But there's times when he uses his style of of directing that that you know he he's bouncing between timelines he he knows what we're going to get to eventually but he's not always ready to be interested in getting there right away and when you know we don't start off with a a try and true like here's him as a child here's him as an as a teenager mid adult older age like we're not flowing like that because he chooses not to go that route, it makes the movie feel a little bit a new take on the biopic, you know, experience. Something that, that that's always an issue is that you find that biopics fall into a very formulaic, stereotypical, uh, tropey moves where you're like it's like you can't not avoid them if you're going to tell a tried and true story pick from point A to point C. Um you see it in like Bohemian Rhapsody. You see it in Rocket Man. You see it in all these characters, these movies. And I don't feel that in this movie. It does have those moments, definitely. Like I mean, you cannot not steer away from them. But because of the way this movie feels and the way this movie moves, you know, purely on the way, um, the way Lerman I think directed it and the way the, he eventually edited. it, I think it, it kind of steers a little way and it kind of hides those potholes that we eventually hit. When we do hit, it doesn't feel as hard. It doesn't feel like the movie's got to stop to have the moment where, you know, oh, it's the drug moment, you know, in the movie. Or, oh, it's the sad, you know, realization moment or, or the big shiny moment. And 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 I appreciate that in the way he directs, especially the way he, he uses his punchy cinematography. Like, the, the quick zoom-ins, the quick... You know, zoom outs, you know, the, the very quick, you know, dialy shot. A lot of it feels very 70s, and, and a lot of it feels very, like, not 70s, I, I apologize, a little further back. Like, it feels like it's in the 60s. It feels like it's 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 of its time where, where the, the cinematography kind of almost adapts and develops as, the, as we get into these different ages and different eras of who Elvis is, his bad boy years, his... You know, his wartime era, his, you know, film era, and then the eventual, you know, jumpsuit and, and, and cape era, his Las Vegas eras. You know, we, I feel like his, his style, the way he moves the camera, I think, changes. And, and I appreciate that he does those moments because it makes every moment feel different. It almost feels like the movie kind of has a fresh new start at some point. Um, especially when this movie is three and a half hours long, two and a half, two and a half, my bad, uh, two and a half hours long. It, it's, it's a nice refresher every now and then that the movie almost kind of jumps into a different style and it kind of almost cleans the palette of what we just seen, but still carries a lot of its, its problems and issues. Um, character wise, not, not problems and issues with the movie. Um, Austin Butler, I think, does an amazing job. Uh, he, I think he's up for the Oscar, at least Oscar nomination. It would be a crime to see that he does not get an Oscar nomination. I couldn't guarantee I, a win. I'll say my piece in spoiler. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I, I think he captures, you can see the work he does 
in in the the voice he the, the way the 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 honor he puts towards this character that has been he's been you know biopicked many many times there are, you could, there's probably just as many biopics out there of Elvis that there are Elvis movies um and and I think he manages to capture Elvis in different forms of his life as the movie continues um and you could hear it in his voice. You could hear it in the way he moves, the way he acts. There's a maturity that comes to him as the movie progresses. And 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 Austin Butler, kudos to him for finding where those pitfalls and those hills and valleys that he needs to find. He, I think, does it respectfully, and I think he does it. That could have been a parody of, of Elvis that he completely steers away from. And and it's like, yeah, you could feel it. Like, it's just right there. Like, it's that cusp of, like, if he just did one little pelvis shake different or he hit one little whoa mama kind of a little off, we're in parody state. And and I think he manages to walk that tightrope very well. Um, Tom Hanks, on the other hand, <laughs> he's shooting for the rafters in this one. Um, I, I think he's... he's um, He's he's kind of going above and beyond, and he's doing an accent that I don't. It's not exactly. It's fictional. There, that the the accent he's doing is not real, and that it's not something that that the original Colonel Parker had. Um, I've seen in other interviews where you know he's talking with a southern drawl, but it's no you know this will make me the villain. You know, like it's nothing like that. And I have reasons why I think why, you know, that character is the way he is. And, and I'll save that for spoilers. Um, but I think Tom Hanks does his job. He, he he was given a character and I think he still played it very well to the point where he, you know, he gets an emotional pull from you. And and a lot of this movie is kind of seen through his eyes. And I think he's he's interesting enough to keep us wanting to see more. And uh, I think that still is a good actor in my book. Good performance in my book. So um, that's what I have to say about Elvis for spoiler-free thoughts. Mm. Also, I think you misinterpreted some of the things I said. Well, maybe because I didn't explain myself too much because I didn't want to spoil anything. Uh, I don't know. I'll just say because you're like, I think you're wrong in this. I'm like, well, I didn't really say that. But, well, you just, uh, the way you said, like, you know, you're not yeah, a I know. I, of I, his I, directing. And it's like, that was just how I felt about his directing. Well, I no, I know. But I just want to clear that because I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about it right now. Uh, I will say I have, dude. I don't know much about Elvis at all, so I'm like I don't. I'm not like that's inaccurate. I'm like I'm. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that because I wouldn't do that if even if I was because like I know a movie's a movie and it's mm-hmm. not going to be accurate at all. It's not a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like to me, like I don't know. Like I know people have had a lot of flack for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Because it's like that's not exactly happening. I'm, it's a movie, dude. I'm enjoying it. It's got it. It got me to listen to more Queen. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's, I think the purpose. Like you know, you want to pay tributes and uh, keep the memory alive. Yeah. Um, and I think that they did that with Elvis pretty good. So, especially like the ending. I think where for me, I will say the back end of the movie was my favorite part. Like fair. Um, yeah. And, and I and, think I know why. Yeah. And I think you kind of, you kind of hit some points. I'm like, maybe that's what it was too, but like, um, but we'll get to it. I will say my rating 
A minus. I'll give it an A minus. I'm gonna give it an A. Strictly for Austin Butler's performance. I yeah, think I he, want he I think it's more movie. Yeah, I wanna say I wanna give it a B like overall, but Austin Butler does a great job. And I gotta give it an at least some A range, like you mm-hmm. know. So I'll give it an A minus. Um I think for me, again, like I will say my last thing. Bass Sermon does good things and he does like things like I don't oh, get, yeah. but we'll but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so uh, I, I got to be, I, I got an A minus. Shoni, you got an a. a. All right, cool. And with that, uh, can I count it off? Let's or do you want to do it? Okay. And with that, we'll go to into spoilers. Three, two, one. You've been warned. Yes, you have. Don't complain. All right. So Elvis dies. Um, <laughs> That's not a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I can't say everybody dies. I just want to. I want technically that, at this uh, point. I think you can. I a think, little bit, yeah. I think you can at this point. Um, um, where do you want to start? Or I don't know if you have a talking point you want to uh, go to. Let's 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 jump into um, the way this movie is is framed. It, mm-hmm. It's all through the eyes of Colonel Tom Parker, Tom Hanks's character. Yeah, Tigger. And I was I was in, I was surprised that this is where we're gonna go. Um. I I I I have I find issue with that only because it almost like it, it tries I, okay the reason why I find issue with that is because I don't know if if Baz Luhrmann is trying to explain that Parker was not the bad guy mm. or Parker was the bad guy visually you're telling me that 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 you know he's doing shady shit you know nonstop. But then, you know, sonically, I'm hearing that he's saying, you know, I didn't do these things, and here's the reason why. There is an ego to the character, but at the same time, there is a balance of, does he care for him? And and I don't, I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know if it was a little bit of a bait and switch where, let me try to get you interested in this villain that we know is a villain, but maybe you can kind of sympathize with him. But then last minute, it's like, whoa, oh, no, never mind. He's a villain still. You kind of, you fell for it. I, I didn't fall for it enough where it's like, I just kind of, I just sat on the outsides, just kind of puzzling, puzzly staring at this guy and not sure exactly what he wanted to do with it. How did you feel about that? I felt it took, like, it kind of helped guide because you, you do kind of need a guide in this movie, especially in the beginning because it's just montage after montage. So you do kind of need a narrator. And I think, well, if you're going to have a narrator, Yes, Tom Hanks, because I don't know why it would be the mom or anyone Elvis else. Himself. Yeah, well, there's my little store right here. Like I, I don't. Uh, I think that would be a little weird. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe that's why he did it. I, he just like I want to do it this way, but you do need a guide through the movie. You can't just go because then you. I think without at first I'm like I I think it was unnecessary and I kind of took away from the movie, but also I'm like no because you do kind of need a segue and like a guide through this movie, especially like, again because of the first half of the movie is just montage after montage. And in, and then I think cause it's bad sermon. You, you don't want to just be 1935, like 1970, like, you know, <laughs> um, you do get that still, but I, I didn't feel like I saw it, but like, I remember there's like moments where like it's 19, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a segue to the era. It just, it was just part of the scene. Right. Or whatever. Um, and so, I, I don't know. It's, it's like a I love hate thing because I do get why it's there. 
I just I think why I hate it is because it is Tom Hanks' accent. Like, I don't understand the accent. <laughs> I mean, I think I I think I know why, but I just mm-hmm. I, it's an accent that is so heavy. And I've listened to 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 interviews with Tom Parker. He does not have that accent. There is a slight southern draw, but that is it. There is no tiggery, you know, sounds like his tongue is too big for his mouth. Like, it, it, there is none of that. And I don't know why they allowed this to happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, the only especially because, can... you know, Tom Hanks is like, unless he just didn't care at the point, but, like, you know, Tom Hanks will give it, like, 100% mm-hmm. and will actually do his work. The the but, only, the only thing I could think of is strictly for the fact that it was a a kind of hail mary to to bait and switch the audience into liking this character a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. If he oh. sounds funny, if he's a little, you know, with all the prosthetics, if there's a charm to him, maybe we can get the audience to kind of see his side and make it almost like an internal debate. I don't think so because I never felt like. Uh, this guy's kind of cool, right? Like, I never feel like I should cheer for him at all. Always, like, right, right off the bat, when they hear about Elvis, he's like, "Oh, I don't want any black folk. I don't like, or I don't want any like color people." Or right? like, mm-hmm. no, but the boy's white. He's white. Like, like, yeah. right off the, like, how am I gonna like that guy? Like, I don't know. Even yeah. if, even this part of the era, like, how am I gonna like that guy? And again, again, after again, I don't think they're trying to push for that. I think they're just trying to. Because at the end, what I got is he was trying to tell a story. Like, I'm not the villain. There's no like. I think. Maybe what Baz Luhrmann was trying to do is like, there's no, you can't pinpoint, at least from like, you can't pinpoint whose fault it was. Was it Elvis? Cause he was enabling himself. Was it like his crew? Cause they didn't help him guide him. They were just like riding on his coattails. Was it, it was it, was, was it actually the Colonel? Cause you know, he's taking advantage of him. Yeah. Uh, and at the end he's like, no, it was you guys. Cause Elvis couldn't help himself. He was addicted to you guys. Like the crowd. So I'm like, yes. I thought that was that, I thought that was cool. Like I'm like, oh shit, okay, cool. But um, again, it's just an interesting choice of. I think it's the voice that kills it. Mm-hmm. If you had a different voice that just found it felt more natural, maybe it would have worked better. Mm-hmm. I would I, I would have liked it better. I think it works. It stunts the performance. I feel mm-hmm. like it, it, it can't mm-hmm. be solid enough to be like I I you know. He's the bad guy. I, I don't. I don't like him because you know he's the good guy, or I think I understand what he's saying. But he's the bad guy, and I like it because he's the bad guy. You know, he knows how to play this character, and when he has that accent, I feel it stunts the performance to say, "I can at least enjoy him being the bad guy." Uh-huh. You know, um, the way I saw this movie kind of roll out it almost felt like a like a like a court drama. A little bit. I, I just follow me for a little bit. Okay. Amuse me for a minute. Okay. It almost feels a little bit like like Tom Parker is on is is being like called to question. Like, did were you the reason why Elvis died? No. Oh. And we, the audience, is now the you know the 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 jury, and this movie moves almost like it's it's calling up evidence, like. Because cause the whole story, like I, the one thing that I alluded to when, when I was talking about, you know, in the non-spoilers, this movie hits certain parts of his life, but they're not interested in telling those particular parts of his life. It almost feels like they're kind of like, well, in order to get this guy's, you know, testimony, we got to go back to this part of his moment. And we only need this little snapshot. 
So then we can move on. And then we can move over here. And then we can kind of zoom through all this. There's no real evidence with him being on stage. And so it almost feels like the movie is interested in talking about this relationship and did this really happen? Who's really at fault for Elvis's death? Mm-hmm. And, and the way his career kind of went. Okay. And I feel like that's what this movie is more interested in. Because we get to his death. We get to when everything starts falling apart. But it's really still not even interested in that. It's focused on who Tom Parker was in these moments and how does he affect Elvis. Um, I think that's why I think I enjoy this movie a lot more than some of the other biopics. And that's why I was like, I, I liked that, that, that Baz Luhrmann did that as a director. Also, to be clear, uh, Jonah's the more Elvis fan. <laughs> uh, so he, I, uh, if you want, I, I just want to point that out. So we have, you have two point of views. I'm not the biggest fan. Like it's not that I don't like his music. I'll play Burning Love all day, but like I, I think Jonas the more he's seen more shit and heard shit. So I think if anything, I have the more emotional connection to this character. To, to yeah. Elvis, yeah, paintings of this man. So I have floor mats. I have <laughs> coffee mugs. There was a moment when we got out of the movie and and we were kind of like, man, like I because I took my mom and I mm-hmm. took Sandra. And, oh, how did uh, you like it? I forgot to ask. They loved it. I, I, okay, Sandra, cool. Sandra had her her issues, like like you know, I think everybody would. Um, but my mom, you know, she she was just like that was just that was heartbreaking. She's like, oh, and you know, to me, do I feel like I'm the problem? Like, like, and I was just like, right, that's like how it feels. Like, it kind of almost makes everybody that's an Elvis fan look at their Elvis product and just like, did I do it to him? Like. Cause then like, and it, we were having that conversation, and I sit in the front seat because I'm driving, and I look down, and there's fucking driver's floor mats with Elvis's face <laughs> on it. I was like, oh no, not the floor mats. I, it, it, it it's an interesting pose that that this movie offers, you know, uh-huh. and that that you know to the audience, and like it makes you kind of rethink what you what 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 did you have in, in what what was it what was your part in this this story. Me? Yeah, like it almost kind of makes the outsider. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more like a. Who's but this you guy? heard his music. You're streaming it free on Spotify. Well, who's this guy? <laughs> I felt like I was that guy because, like, for a like while, I'm like, I know who Elvis was. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, he's he looks cool, and I never got the like. Oh, I because some people are like I, oh I love Elvis. He's great. He's awesome. He's like like they really love him, and I'm like, all right, he's cool. Mm-hmm. But I never like researched him. I never really did anything. Like I just know Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> just, like that's the farthest I got. Like yeah, I know he he, he got fat. He was in Vegas. He loved his uh, peanut butter banana sandwiches. Yeah, I've seen the impersonations. I've seen the monkey at on Digimon that did his impersonation. Uh, I forget his name right now, but either way. Um, yeah. So like, I only knew the persona. I just don't know him like at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the person. I didn't know what hardships he went through or anything. I didn't know he got scandaled out or a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So I'm like, for me, it was just like, Oh man, this is cool. This is like my first kind of getting to know Elvis for me. So that right. was me. That was, I'm like the outsider. I finally like, Here's everything you need to know. Like, just, Boom. yeah, Mike Spark notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to be accurate, but at least like there's truth. Like, you know, there's still truth. Um, here. Yeah. And 
So I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I kind of get why people like him now, especially I will say what Baz Luhrmann does great is like each and every performance. I was one of the women. I'm like, oh, God! I was like fangirling with them. Um, I will say <laughs> the first performance. So, okay. Cause also my story is some of the, you said like the quick shots and everything for me, I couldn't do that. Cause I didn't quite enjoy it. Cause I got, uh, my, my, my theater was packed and the only seat was like the very front. So I'm like, well, this wow, is only you went to a full packed out theater. Yeah. I went through like and maybe half packed. And maybe because it was a Dolby theater, I don't know. <laughs> AMC. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. Um, and I, I didn't even get to enjoy the Dolby. I don't know if it was because the movie that wasn't really specifically designed for that or anything, but for me, it was like right in front. So even with the recliner, I was like, this is too much for me. Like, I don't know. And so with the quick shots, I'm like, uh, no, don't do that. Mm. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I would have liked it either way. Cause again, it, it just makes my brain hurt when they do that kind of thing. Um, but I do get why like he did it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's a sporadic moment. Everyone's like fangirling over him. Like mm-hmm. everyone's getting these emotions and he's trying to show how the audience is reacting to Elvis mm-hmm. and how crazy they get. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, still pelvic thrust like of course like looking at him like yeah he doesn't look like anything special if anything you probably want to pick on this guy but once he starts he starts moving and shaking like you can't help it you just fall in love with this guy yeah um, and so um and i get it so and each and every performance especially the las vegas performances mm-hmm. wow like you like you can see the drenched sweat <laughs> he, he goes hard yeah he goes hard and that's why i'm like i think austin butler like i think and I, that's why it sucked. Cause I felt when I left the theater, I felt so frustrated with Baz Luhrmann cause he didn't Austin Butler might still might get a nomination. I was thinking about him. Like he didn't get any, a bunch of act. He didn't get to show his acting chops and, uh, but he did, he could still get it. Cause his acting is the performances though. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm like, well, cause if you look at the performances, that's Elvis right there. Like this help, help the groin movements, <laughs> splits the, the singing. He, he the does singing. his own singing. He does sing, sing in the beginning, yeah, um, and then he goes to Elvis himself. But he he does he does sing some parts. He, it's not like I and think so like he does he, his whole singing. He does all the songs, doesn't he? No, he only sings like I think he does the Rebel one, and I forget which other one. But it's not it's not everyone because I I caught some of it because like there's no way you can copy Elvis that good. Um, you go ahead, keep on. But either way, even if he did or didn't, like you do see the passion Austin Boulder gets to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish he had a little bit of a, like a monologue or two, uh, uh, a scene though, where he gets to, we do see the acting he gets. So we do see Elvis in these serious moments because we do get some scenes like uh, the, the battles, he, the debates he has with his mom, the screen uh, match he has with uh, um, <laughs> Tigger, <laughs> the Colonel, um, mm. we do see the passionate where he w- with his wife, um, and do, we do see how he interacts with the fans and everything. Um, it just for me, like acting wise, because you know Oscars are going for acting mm-hmm. and performances. I he might not get it. He might get a Golden Globe, but I don't know Oscar because you want to get five slots. So, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I was gonna say ten, but no, that that's for Best Picture. Yeah, this this movie is probably gonna get. I think more picture best picture and all mm. that stuff and costume costuming yeah. um but 
I don't know if he gets the and again, who cares because it's the Oscars. <laughs> like that's true. Some people some people don't give a fuck. But like I'm saying, because it does it, you do kind of care because Austin Butler, he's not I didn't know Austin Butler until this movie. I knew Austin Butler when he came out on um iCarly. <laughs> I didn't know him then and I'm I'm a big fan of iCarly. I think he uh, played a character that, that came on to who can play music and he doesn't I, know maybe. how to play music. I forget. Either way, either way, I didn't know him, and so like this is going to propel him to his career. And winning an Oscar does matter in a sense where, well, he's an Oscar winner. You got to get paid more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that's why I'm like, I was very frustrated because I'm like, damn, if he just had a scene or two, like where he really he gets to really show himself, like as an actor, because everything else he does is flawless. Like, and so I'm like, damn, um, and that's why I'm frustrated at Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, there's the what the the Doja Cat song, the Eminem song. <laughs> um, that kind of took me out of it. I do get why. Again, I do get why it's there. But let's talk a little bit on it, man, because because yeah, yeah. it was something that I, I was interested in. Because you you mm-hmm. had brought up the fact that like, hold on, did I hear a Doja Cat on this fucking trailer? And that was one of the the things that you were interested in. What's going to happen with it? And I I already kind of came into the idea of like. I know how Baz Luhrmann likes to roll. He, most likely this, this song is going to be in there somewhere. Um, I liked the way he used the modern music and, and the, the, the remixing of, of certain songs. Yeah. Because then also you don't want to go into the thing where there's too much Elvis songs. Like you, you can't have him segue with Elvis and what? performance of Elvis and... Like I don't know, like <laughs> which I, I I loved. I love whenever they had those moments where like you hear Hound Dog playing, but it's not Elvis singing it. The first time you hear Hound Dog playing, it's because someone else is singing it. It's it's uh, uh what is her name? Um, uh, fuck, Mama Mama May something. Fuck, I forget her last name. I think you got it, Mama May. Mayhor. No, May Maybor, or I forget how to say earlier. I forget, dude. Um, but yes, it, it is that artist who who I think originated that song, and he copies it, or not he copies it, but he does a cover of the song. You know, we hear Tutti Fruity from from Little Richard. We hear dude, uh, that scene. That scene was dope. It kills, fucking kills. That's that's a that's the cam cameos that I was talking about, mm-hmm. like the Baby King, Little Richard. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, we, we, I think, if anything, I, I like those moments where, like, it's not always Elvis singing these, these famous songs. Yeah, we know that Elvis does sing them, but it's a nice, like, kind of a reminder that not all these songs were Elvis's songs. And yeah. not a lot of his style, a lot of his rhythm and blues, a lot of his, his, his gyration and, and whatnot, it's not his style. It's something that he's yeah. taken from, from the black community. And I, I will say, like, also the, yeah, some people have problems with Elvis because of the cultural pre- appropriation. I'm um, like, and I'm like, oh wow, did he? I thought it was more like the usual, like, oh, that's White a cool song. I'm, I'm gonna take it. Yeah, like, but no, if if the case is like he was raised in that culture, mm-hmm. how the hell are you not? Gonna, how are you gonna blame him? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, if anything, I I don't know, man. To me, like, it's the Eminem story. It's like you know, you you put him in fucking that situation he's gonna love rap you know yeah and and so like i mean you can't help him like again throughout the movie and i'm pretty sure in real life he's like well i really like gospel i really like all, all this music like that's yeah that, that, so like why am i gonna stay away from that like uh 
and so like I don't know, maybe a victim of circumstance. I don't, but uh, I'm not, and, and I don't know like everything. I don't know exactly how it went down, but if the, I'm just going off of this movie, mm-hmm. that's not the best case, but I'm saying like, if it's, if the case is like he was raised in that culture, how are you going to blame him for liking the song and like doing it himself? Like, yeah. and, and it wouldn't I, make sense to like salsa. And, and, <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> um, I Ramba. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, but I, I, there's even a moment in this movie where it stops to say, like, when he's watching Little Richard perform, and he's just like, "I like that song. I would love to do a cover of it." And there's a moment where, where like, you know, BB King's like, "Yeah, you can do it, and probably sell a bunch of records." But it stops that man from from actually becoming something. And like, there's like a moment where he like he's like, "Oh yeah, like that that's fucking true." You know, there there's moments where they humble the Elvis, you know, ego. To just be like, I'm just going to start that next... I'm going to do a recording of that song. I'm going to mm. use that song. I'm going to do... Like, it, there's moments where I'm pretty sure he was humbled. And he understood. He understood that, you know, where he was coming from. He a lot. Of, I, I'm pretty sure he... I remember he had a lot of respect to the community that he was pulling from. If anything, I don't know. For me, I feel like if the, if the movie's accurate, I think he's pretty much paying tribute to where he's coming from. Yeah. And so I don't know. Uh, again, I'm, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going off of this movie, so yeah, I'll just say that. Um, but I do like it. It didn't feel like uh, there was that scene, but uh, then you get the you get the scenes where like you see someone else singing, and then you can go Elvis, and it's not like oh, okay, so that's how he got it. It's not like I'm gonna take your song. Like mm-hmm. you see I the inspiration. Do, yeah, you see the inspiration, not just like straight out pull the rug out of that other performer mm-hmm. and i don't know if it defends elvis i don't know if it brightens up his situation i don't know but either way i thought it was kind of a smart move to do that and so like hey we're not gonna ignore what that. happened like yeah. yeah we're not we're not gonna like oh yeah it was cool he's saying he wrote all his songs mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i do like how they did that mm-hmm. um I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but, I mean, jumping over to to how the modern music works. Oh yeah, there you go. In the movie, I I think I like the fact that it's only when he is he's back on what is it, Blue Street, Beale Street, Beale Street. There you go. My bad, Beale Street. And and you really only hear that music come in when he's back on that street, and and it almost kind of signifies the. You know, this is where the music is at. This is what's new. This is what's revolutionary. And and it's only when he comes back to that neighborhood that, he, you know, that's when those music starts playing and all that, the, the new age shit that, that, that's coming in starts happening. And I do, um, I, I kind of felt the way I, because I, from what I got from it is like, oh, he's trying to say how Elvis influenced or how it would be today. Mm-hmm. And so I got, I'm like, yeah, Doja Cat and all these guys are like biggest stars right now. I would have liked just cause like if you, if this movie just felt like a tribute to Elvis and everything, it would have been cool if like we got artists and I don't know if the artists are Elvis fans, but like people that were inspired from Elvis, mm-hmm. um, sing the other, like the, uh, transition songs or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of like, cause I know like they probably got Doja Cat cause it's freaking popular right now. So, uh, but I mean, and it I, definitely and I, and could I, be something like that where she reached yeah. out and like, I'm an Elvis fan and I would love yeah. to do this. 
yeah that's uh but for me like i know like marketing wise i'm like well doja cat like yeah mm-hmm. so that, that's my thing i don't know exactly again anything so that's just my take on that but mm-hmm. uh and for me like it felt to me it didn't take me out of the movie i'm gonna reward that but it felt weird to me <laughs> just i'll just say that like it felt like it shouldn't be there it does so wanted, it does sometimes come off like that i also will say uh, I don't get why Baz Luhrmann kind of adds like this comic book feel to it. Oh, well, I, uh, obviously I, I answered mean, my own question. I, yeah, I answered my own question. He's a big comic <laughs> book a, fan. Yeah. 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 So and like, I, and I mean, it only happens right there at the beginning when he's talking about it as his childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, that makes sense. So maybe I'm answering my own questions here. My, my own insecurities about this movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, that to me, first look, I'm like, that's weird. I don't mm-hmm. like that. It just, feels Baz Luhrmann doing Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and I think that's what, what I think I liked about it is that he was so, if he's going to go big or go home, it's going to be on an Elvis movie. It's the only place where he can go this bombastic and this crazy with his style, you know? Yeah. It only kind of works here. Um. I, I, you know, there was one thing that I was kind of a little bit like, you know, where we were a lot, we were, we were, we were okay with, with shining on some light on certain topics of Elvis and some topics of, you know, where his story was. Uh, one thing that I was kind of a little like, oh, you guys didn't shine no light on that. Maybe, you know, you could have, um, when he gets married or when he's, when he's in the war, um, He's supposed to, I think, go into the war when he's 24, 25 or something like that. He's in his 20s. And and when he meets, um, what is her name? Priscilla? Priscilla. Priscilla. Um, she's only 14. <laughs> she's only 14. Uh, and they don't get married until like eight years after he's met her. Um, but it's still a very age gap difference. Um. She is 18 when they finally do get married, or at least over 18. But it's just something that they kind of glossed over. And I and maybe I, I know that, you know, biopics like this like to gloss over certain things that don't, that can maybe taint the hero of the movie. And and they rather do away with those. But I, I just kind of felt that there was, if there was many things that we were okay with diving into and taking ownership of, I didn't understand why this wasn't one. You know, I, I think it could have been interesting if if they wanted to try to tackle certain topics. This could have been one. Um, but aside from that, I I, I love I I like the 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 relationship that they have together and how that eventually crumbles. Um, I I don't feel like it's it's so tropey. You know, it, it feels almost real for what little we see of it and and how a lot of the internal dilemma that they go through. Yeah. One of the scenes I liked, but um, okay. So I, um, I went to the restroom when Elvis went to the army. So I don't know if there's like the three or four minutes I missed. I don't know if anything significant is there. Not the, cause, really. Cause my, the last, the last, yeah. The last thing I saw was, Oh, Elvis is shaving his head to show that he's part of the whatever. And then I came back to, I forgot what I came back to, but yeah. Um, but I, uh, going back to Priscilla, one of my favorite moments is the, well, two, one was, uh, I'm leaving you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then even at the end, they're like, hey, man, you can come to San Diego. Mm. Yeah, I, I like those two moments because one is just like, <laughs> again, you, you just see how like like uh, the whirlwind that Elvis is in. He's just like, he probably doesn't know what up, what what is up and what is down. Right. <laughs> he's just like, oh, man, why are you leaving me? <laughs> just like, yeah. But, uh, uh, and I just want to say, like, you do see the, uh, when she finally leaves, you just see kind of just like, like, you like the the heartbroken he is and everything, and just mm. like I felt like, man, get your shit together, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> just one thing. Uh, I'll, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, because I was gonna say that because I'm like, for me, I'm like, I was like, we didn't get enough Priscilla and like his thing, but like I did like the moment again, like uh, his baby, and then they get the plane. They named the plane after his daughter. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Um, and then like that little moment he has with the daughter and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed that. And so like, I, if that's the life he had and then his wife is just leaving him now and then she feels like second fiddle to his career and to everything. And so I kind of broke my arm like, damn, but again, I wish we had a little bit more acting moments. Cause that was a good before. Like that was a great moment. That's what I was going about to say when 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 you were talking. I, I I was about to jump in and say something about that. Um, could it be that maybe there is not enough acting, um, like enough of those acting moments for him, without them having to create drama, without having to create a fictional piece of his story to allow him to act like that? How much of it was possibly? Could he even have those emotional connectional moments? Because of how much drugs he was hopped up on, how much of it was that he wasn't even there to have those emotional moments because he's on the road because Tom Parker has him out there, has him gone for five years in Vegas when his wife is sitting back in Memphis. You know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, unless we want to see him go through the, 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 the tropey kind of like, on the road, sleeping with women that he's not supposed to, uh, having those drug moments where he's not supposed to be taking certain drugs. You know, unless we want to tell that story, is there really any big moments where he could have had to act out? You know? I think you just extended a little bit more those scenes. You could, but then it's like, how much uh, of it's real? Well, I, well, how much of that scene is real? <laughs> like, me, it just it just felt like a moment like it just felt like your typical I'm leaving kind of mm-hmm. moment, but I, I did. And then like, again, his debating with his mom, like the, like the acting scenes we did get, they were great, but it also just felt like I've seen that scene already. And that's, why I'm like, just, and either way, we know it's a biopic. It's not going to be accurate. So, but, but, uh, but, you, but you understand what I mean? Like, like, in, like the, in the fact, like, it's just like, was there real actual moments in Elvis's life? For Austin Butler to actually act out, or was everything just the Elvis persona that we see on stage? I do get what you're saying, but I also don't get it because then uh, these scenes probably did play out, but we don't know exactly what happened in that room mm-hmm. or anything. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. You you could just add extra. You, you you could have the argument of why that argument's happening, but not like I'm not saying like, oh, Elvis stole some money. I don't know, like. <laughs> He robbed a bank and he didn't tell anyone. And like, I'm not saying make up that shit. I'm saying like, just extend that scene longer because we don't know exactly what was said and done. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I do get in the back half where like the back half is fine. Cause then he does have a moment with uh Tigger, uh, like I'm the Colonel, um, where like, Oh, you're fired. I, I like that scene, mm-hmm. that whole interaction. That was a great scene. Um, and just, yeah. Um, and then I get in the back half. We don't get that. Cause again, he's just kind of like click. He's just like going through emotions. Mm-hmm. and all that but like in the beginning he could have a little bit more of his mother so when his mother does pass you know we have that gut hit yeah and, that, and, that, that's what I was trying to so say like just extend it like a little bit more and if especially for this long ass movie um, so I don't know no I, I, I get what you're saying too like I completely see your other half of the story because there are moments where I like the mom died and and I feel sad but I don't feel connected to anything yeah and a lot of that has to do with the fact that everything that we saw with his relationship with his mom was so far and few in between. And then anything else that could have been there was montaged over. And so even when he is successful now and he's no longer, you know, we got through the montage of him struggling. He's now successful. We still don't get those moments with his mother. And then she dies. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm sad because that is a hard thing for him to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see him cry it out and and go through the emotions, but I don't physically feel anything. Yeah, you you do feel the oh man, mm-hmm. like you can get that. It's not like you're emotionless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I just little 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 bits and pieces that could extend it here and there. Um, little less montage, a little less conversation, a little more yeah. action. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying a little it's, more conversation, a little less montage. No, it's it's the life. <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more reaction, maybe. Um. Anyways, um, either way, I, horrible. <laughs> you could have sang what I wanted. Should make the whole thing a musical, man. Um, Rocket Man, that shit. <laughs> Rocket Man. Um, um. Let's 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 jump over to the end of this movie because um. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of this movie, and not we yeah, can't get through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about the 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 idea that that's posed to the to the audience? Like, you know, it's not my fault. It's technically your guys' fault. He did all this for you. How do you feel about that as an audience? Uh, I do. I feel. I feel uh, it makes sense because. Again, we know who okay, we all know who the real villain is. It's the colonel. It's the colonel. Like we, obviously, that's what it is. But I, I think what uh, I, which is brilliantly said, is like, yeah, it's true because Elvis couldn't get enough of the fans. Mm-hmm. That's why he lost everything. That's why he kept performing at Las Vegas for a time and time again, like time and time again. Uh, that's why he wanted to go to the tour, the world tour, because he wanted to expand his right. Like he wanted to go to those fans that couldn't see him, mm-hmm. go to the those parts of the world that need him. Uh, and it sucked because like, and then uh, I don't want to forget that I'm, but because I have it in my notes um, is, oh, fudge. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Where are my notes? Oh, fudge. Oh, fudge. I've, Jonah, take it away. <laughs> let, me try to, let me try to, let me try to remember. Um, For me, you know, hearing that, like that idea posed to me, it, it, it it's, it's heartbreaking. Because I, I I love Elvis. I, I liked 
you know, I love hearing his music, and and and, the, and not every bit of his music is this rockabilly, you know, king of rock and roll, or or this, you know, big bombastic or like orchestra and 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 everything show like Las Vegas type showing. There's a lot of somber songs that he has that 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 just kind of you can hear and speak to, and and I love that about Elvis, the range of options that we get in his music. And, and you know, it, it stems from the love that my mom shows to Elvis. You know, she grew up with listening to Elvis. She grew up seeing him on TV. And to, you know, see, you know, the posters that we have, the the clocks, the, the you know, coffee mugs that we have, the floor mats. Um, it's a little heartbreaking when you kind of st- step back and go, Man, he gave a lot to us, and did we deserve it? Did we, you know, we as as fans of anything, you know, we strive and like, we want more. We want the second season of Kenobi. We want what's what we want a better Ms. Marvel, you know. And it's just like we don't appreciate what we already have. And it's like how many, how much of that kind of hurts the actor, hurts the singer, hurts the performer. And and gets to them where it's like I'm willing to continue on. I'm willing to go through all these shitty deals to keep my fans happy. And so it's just like it, it's it's a nice. It was very interactive. I felt. Yep. And it and it, it hurt my heart. Yeah, uh, I remember what I was gonna say. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I hate my brain parts. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it's, it's not it's not like I'm I'm having memory problems. It's just my ADHD. My my brain goes too fast, and my and my mouth can't keep up. What was uh, it? I, I felt I, no. I wrote it down this time. I I felt frustrated because in the end, like we didn't get to see. We got to see a bunch of Elvis and like what he can do, but we didn't get to see the fullness of what he could have been. Mm. We only got a part of uh, a timeline what we got mm-hmm. because he got taken advantage of and all his problems. We didn't get to see the full. Elvis, like, how about if he did go to do the do the world tour? How about if he didn't stay in Vegas? How about if he, you know, took different routes, got a different manager, he branched out? Um, what if we all that happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt so frustrated that a talent that young, he was forty two, but that's still young, uh, yeah. got taken away from us. Like, yeah. and so that that's why I felt frustrated. I'm like, damn, what what could have been? Because you, you hear like uh, a bunch of uh, talents like through the the Jetsons, the Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones. Like you hear all these, and it's funny because like you don't think of the Beatles and Elvis in the same timeline. At least in are. my yeah. in my mind, yeah. But they are like in the same era, and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> Just, um. So yeah. Um. Also, I would have liked to seen. Oh my bad. Before I say that, um, I just want to say that. He's reading his oh, writing. <laughs> no, 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 it's because I, I was, I was trying to remember what I was trying. Okay, um, no, I, I love, I do love the scene when again uh, with Priscilla. It's just like they're in a limo. They're like, "Come on, San Diego," and it's, and Elvis is kind of just kind of, no one's gonna remember me. And I'm like, and I'm like that broke me because I'm like, damn, dude, like if he actually took his time with those movies because he, you, we get to see what he wanted to dream as and everything. And then uh, another line that broke me is like, I have no more dreams. And I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 the whole sentence, like, just, damn. Um, but again, going back to that line, no one's going to remember me. Like, oh, we do. 
Yeah. <laughs> what we do. There's uh, so many, like, and how many times have you seen in a uh, TV commercial, you go to Hollywood, how many times have you seen an Elvis impersonation? How many times have you seen a, an impersonator? Uh, I think everyone's gonna, oh, yeah, everyone does that little, huh. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Elvis has left the building. You've seen the, the how many times have we seen uh, a impersonation on TV and someone just, like, finishes a song and then they put a cape over them? Mm-hmm. Just so <laughs> um, much that gets honored and homaged. And how many times have we heard Viva Las Vegas, Burn in Love, and all his songs like in movies, yeah, commercials, and everything? Like, yeah, of course we're gonna remember him. Like, um, and I wish he would have seen, he would have got seen how much he got remembered. Yeah, uh, he would probably wouldn't what have been eighty in his eighties, nineties if he left the song. I would say so. Yeah, he would, yeah. he would be somewhere in his eighties. Yeah, so at least he. Mm, yes. Yes, I think he would be in his eighties. Yeah, because I think he died seventy eight, somewhere eighties, nineties. Yeah, something like that. Either way, so like, I wish he could have got to see how much he was loved, and I think he did. But like again, like after he's done, like he was retired and we're yeah. still making going on tour and everything. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, and then like, how about if he kind of? How about if he did recover? Hmm. Like he he lost weight, he stopped drugs, he stopped everything. I wonder uh, how much of that weight was just based on the fact that he was taking so many drugs. I would also say because like what you're doing a Vegas show, you're you don't have too much time to. I mean, he loved to eat. The man loved to yeah. eat. But no, well, yeah, he's he's from the south, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was a man of a big appetite, pretty much. Um, but I'm saying, and even in, even in that last performance, <laughs> like they're like, oh, he can't understand, he couldn't do anything, and they're like, well, yeah, after. If you're that big and everything, uh, you're, yeah, I, I, I would like to have a breather on this piano. <laughs> just, but you still get the Elvis like that was the last a, hurrah kind of thing. Like that was such a that was such a heartbreaking moment when it's just like the last performance he ever had, and he finally really gave it his all. And it was like, even in that last performance, it's like they're making it sound like he was still there giving it all to his fans. Yeah, that's how I'm like, damn, he, like, you know, probably people would half ass it, but it, in, in this movie, it felt like almost never half assed anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, um, and yeah, I, I overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is, I, it sucked that I was right in front, not like, oh, the bottom half of the row. Like, no, I was like, first seat you get. Mm hmm. Right in center, though, but yeah. Man, um, this movie's good. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, again, I think some, 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 why I give it an A minus, not a little bit more love, is just, again, like the shakiness of sometimes. Um, but I mean, I, I would be interested if maybe you go rewatch this movie in a better seat. Yeah. And, and see what, I mean, A from an A minus to an A, I mean, the, the only difference is, I mean, I did sit in a better seat than the way you describe yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do understand a lot of the issues you had with some of the directing style or, or with some of the performances, you know, as minor or major as it is. And I wonder if it's just like another, another viewing in a more mm-hmm. comfortable manner. Yeah. Would that yeah. change? And then um, again, I do have problems with montages, but biopics are going to do that. You can't escape that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite biopics is Tammy Faye, Eyes of Tammy Faye, and that one has kind of montages through stuff. But you get to see uh, her acting chops. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's why I liked about that one is like you get montage, but it also, and it jumps from scene to scene to scene, but like you get to see Tam Fey. Yeah. Uh, and um, we get to see Elvis in this one. I just, I, a little bit more tweak. Uh, and then you got a perfect movie. How does this stack up from all the um, musical biopics that, that are out there now? Uh, I would say one of the better ones. A musical biopic, I ooh, I don't know if it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Because although that has its problems, I do like the storyline better. And I don't know. <laughs> I I think, if anything, it sits right up there with like Love and Mercy for me. That's a that's a Beach Boys uh, uh, biopic, um, and I think in, in the same vein, this one you know is only focusing on certain parts, and that movie works the same way that they're only interested in this one moment in their life. Um, and so I I I think it is one of the better ones. Yeah, it's 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 a really good. Um, it has a bunch of great scenes of great dude. I I've never been to concerts much but it felt like i wanted one because <laughs> each performance like damn it got uh austin butler dude he just really gives it his all. i can't i'm i'm sorry i'm creaming over all over austin Butler's performance but i, I got to i'm he, sorry it has to man i think no he, he is the saving grace of this movie yeah. without without that kind of person putting in that kind of work this movie obviously could have said uh, like a c a b minus and and hopefully uh those people they're like didn't like the Austin Butler casting. Like he didn't even look like him. Like I want to see what they're they're saying now. Yeah, like I want to see if they're eating their words or like no, I still don't like it. Like yeah, just being petty um, to be petty. Yeah, I don't know. So, but I, 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 I for not knowing much about Elvis, I felt like I watched Elvis. So yeah, um, that's good. Um, overall, still an nine minus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then I think on that uh, note, I said my piece. Mm-hmm. Have you? Oh, my my favorite thing was the Christmas special. The cr- that's not a Christmas special. <laughs> it's not a, that's not a Christmas special. What is yeah. the song that he wants uh, to be sung? Um, beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, no, no that's much that, it's something. Um, is it Jingle Bells? No, no, it's not Jingle Bells. All I want for Christmas is you. There you go. There you go. We'll, we'll end it with that. Um, <laughs> um, I've said my piece with this movie. Um, I, I It's a real good movie. You guys go mm-hmm. get check check it out. I mean, obviously, if you stuck around this long, you have seen it already. Go watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, take a bunch of people that haven't watched it. Everybody that maybe stepped out of the out of the this episode when we said spoilers. Also, I'm glad I stayed because I was very close to leaving. I'll say that. Cause really? I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't. No, not because oh, of the oh. movie. It's just because of the seat. I'm like, I'm sorry, Joan. I knew you're an Elvis fan. I'm pretty sure you could take tackle it on by yourself, but I'm glad I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, I could say I was that close to Elvis. <laughs> you were on the front row seat, man. Yeah, no, uh, it was just me and some weirdo. <laughs> I don't know why he had his pants down, but I saw some funny movements around there. I don't know what happened. He pays money. Uh, he pays good money to go to the reclining seat so that way he can take it. He has no. I don't know why. No he, I don't know why. I don't know why I found a bunch of yogurt around the seats, but oh, it is what it is. Uh, 
<laughs> no, let's close right, this episode. Way, yeah, let's close this out. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a real pleasure. If you like what you heard, um, please consider telling a friend about our show. It really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners such as yourselves. And if you want to follow us on our social medias, you can on Twitter and Instagram at cinema underscore buns. That's the, the last word of the alphabet. With that, I'm Jonah Colazzo. My name is Hoover Ramirez. Huh? And this has been another episode of Cinema Buns for this week. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Goodbye, honey. Huh?